you literally feel uncomfortable when you're taking risks. But that uncomfortable feeling, it means that you're actually opening yourself up to learning. If you're comfortable all the time, then honestly, you're not learning very much. So get uncomfortable, take those risks and learn. You gotta pick yourself up, go backwards and slam yourself at the wall like 500 more times until the wall crumbles. 25% of middle school girls already believe they'll never achieve their dream career. career. Hi, I'm Kara Golden, founder and CEO of Hint. Hint. And you're listening to Unstoppable, a podcast spotlighting the journeys of inspiring entrepreneurs. I believe that at its core, leadership is about constantly learning from the people around you. And I'm so inspired by the conversations we're having in our upcoming episodes and can't wait to share them with you. This season, some of my guests include Rebecca Minkoff, fashion designer and founder of the Female Founder Collective, Diana Kaff, author of Girls Who Run the World, Andrew Dudham, founder of Hymns, and Eugene Rem, co-founder of Rumble Fitness, and much, much more. Plus, we ask the million-dollar question, what does it really take to be unstoppable? Let's find out. Hi, everybody. It's Kara Golden from Unstoppable, and I'm so excited for my next guest, Shelly Archambault, is a friend of mine and also co-author and We actually met through a great senior women's group that we're both a part of called C200. And I just greatly, greatly admire her and so excited to have her on our show today. So a little bit about Shelly. She's one of high tech's first female African-American CEOs here in the Bay Area as well. And she's been featured frequently in lots of publications, Forbes, New York Times, Business Insider, et cetera, formerly an executive at IBM. And I just learned that your father was there as well through the book. Very, very cool. And CEO of one of my favorite former companies, Blockbuster. And so, so great. Shelly was recruited to be the CEO of the then struggling Silicon Valley startup, which is now Metric Stream. Very, very awesome. And she serves as a Fortune 500 board member and holds board seats at Verizon and Nordstrom and many, many more. Very, very cool. Today, we're going to talk about her new book, which I was lucky enough to get a copy of prior to this interview. And it is so good. It's so inspiring. And I learned so much more than I even knew about Shelly through this, but anyway, I'm going to let her talk to you a little bit about it, but I have to tell you, you guys have to get this book. It's called Unapologetically Ambitious, and it offers a blueprint for how to achieve personal and professional goals drawn from her own compelling story of how she's weathered life's difficulties to build massive success. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Very excited to have you here. Well, thanks, Kara. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. I've been looking forward to it. Super, super exciting. So let's talk about the book and we'll go back in time because your book covers some of you know the stories as well, but you've had an extraordinary story, but let's talk about Unapologetically Ambitious. What made you think now's the time to write this book? Yes, actually, Kara, I had decided probably a decade ago that 
when I got to my phase two, which just meant I was had passed the baton on my full-time, always-on operating job and had more flexibility, that I was going to write a book. I have tried throughout my entire career to be accessible. You know, I respond to every email, LinkedIn, tweet, whatever might be. And I always have. But as I got more and more responsibilities, I couldn't actually meet with people who wanted to meet with me. And part of the reason I was trying to be accessible is I wanted people to see that I was a real person. You know, we mm-hmm. could interact. And if you could interact with me and I'm a real person, then whatever I've done, you could do as well. So I thought, you know, I can't meet with everybody that wants to meet to hear the story or learn the lessons or et cetera, pick my brain. But what I will do is when I have the time, I'm actually going to write it down. I'm going to write mm-hmm. down kind of what made Shelley Shelley, but the strategies, the approaches, the techniques, because I haven't found a lot out there, frankly, that actually talks about just some of the very tactical things that you can do to push through, to actually mm-hmm. overcome some obstacles, to handle bad bosses, to indeed overcome imposter syndrome, to you know all these things that we deal with, but talking about it in a very practical, pragmatic way. I totally relate to that. And I feel like, you know, you have so many amazing experiences. I mean, you've done everything from working in startups to working in turnarounds. You've, you know, definitely as an African-American leader, also as a female leader. I mean, just so many experiences and a mom, right? And (laughs) like all of those, you know, things that I think are so relatable. And I mean, so many people ask me, or say to me, like, I don't know how you do it. And I'm sure you get that as well, along the way that it's just trying to sort of weather these storms, you know, along the way. So in in your book, you mentioned taking risks and breaking barriers. What risks and barriers do you see today are the most challenging for female CEOs, female Black leaders? Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now? Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart. Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week, too, like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices, snacks and beverages now, too. Stay fueled and feel good all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part? Each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's code GOLDEN50 at factormeals.com slash GOLDEN50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. 
How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. There's wherever you want to take this. I think that it's a, and maybe it's two different topics altogether. Yeah. You know, I think as people are building their careers today, you know, taking risks, is something that actually studies have even proven people who take risks and successfully achieve those different things they're trying to handle and, and deal with actually move up faster in their careers than people who don't. You know, I've always said risk and opportunity, risk and reward, two sides of the exact same coin. So you have to take risk in order to get those opportunities and to indeed leverage that going forward. So the kinds of risks are everything from taking the job that is not a sure bet, right? There's a lot of hair on the ball, if you will, that you're going to have to work through. That, that's taking risks. When you look at the current environment, a lot of industries are being disrupted. A lot of business models are being challenged. So if you actually are in a space that's experiencing that, staying in that space, figuring out how to actually overcome it, are there new opportunities that actually exist in this time of disruption? Which, oh, by the way, I think there are more opportunities during time of disruption than not. So now is the time, actually, to take those risks Because everybody already knows there's a lot of change and a lot of turmoil. So even if you aren't as successful as you want to be, because there's a lot of other things going on, you get the benefit of the doubt. 
in what it is that you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. So my big advice on it is take risks because at the end of the day, unless you feel uncomfortable, personally uncomfortable, which is what getting into a risky situation does, you literally feel uncomfortable when you're taking risks. But that uncomfortable feeling, it means that you're actually opening yourself up to learning. If you're comfortable all the time, then honestly, you're not learning very much. So get uncomfortable, take those risks and learn. Yeah. And that's a life lesson, right? Like that can be applied to your personal life. It can be applied to, you know, everything that you're doing. I mean, one one of the chapters in my book that I talk about is I, you know, face at least one fear every year. And I have a chapter about my journey and I'm terrified of heights. And so that one for me, you know, I've done this multiple times, but the story I talk about in the book is I hiked the Grand Canyon from rim to rim. And that was a lot. And I figured out, you know, little things like coping, you know, mechanisms along the way. And I made rules to myself, you know, to be able to handle. And I've taught people those things along the way too. And sometimes it's not their journey to the Grand Canyon, but it's sort of like, you know, oh, here's how I dealt with something that I really feared. And how do you go and do that? So that's what I got out of your book as well, that there's a lot of similarities in, in that respect. I fully agree. As a matter of fact, I personally believe that courage, developing courage, it's not something you're born with. Matter of fact, I think human nature, the, the fight or flight, right, is actually just the opposite. But courage to me is a muscle. So, you know, for mm-hmm. instance, Kara, the fact that you every year, you know, you face the fear, what you're doing is you're building that muscle. So that the more times you face your fear and actually, oh my God, survive, you live, you don't die, it actually strengthens your capability to actually take a risk and try something the next time. Not that it ever gets easy, but if you keep taking risks, if you build that courage muscle, it does make it easier to be courageous, even if you're still afraid. Yeah. And something else that I've learned, and I never would have thought this when I started to do this. And the Grand Canyon for me was probably one of the first times that I actually like put a stake in the ground. And I said, you know, it's something that I feared for a long time and I'm not going to fear it anymore. But what I found as I was going through that journey was that I thought about a lot of other things that didn't scare me. It didn't scare me to go and launch a company, but look, there's good days and there's bad days. And when I have those bad days, I don't just go back and say, okay, these are the good things that I've done while I've been building this company. Instead, I go back and think about things that I accomplished in times when I felt really uncomfortable and really scared and wasn't sure that I could accomplish what I ultimately was setting out to do. And I thought, yeah, like this is very similar to what I'm dealing with, you know, my workplace right now and and my business. So I think I totally agree with that. I think and, and courage gives you when you complete the time that you're trying to be courageous. I think it also gives you an adrenaline boost, right? Like where you're like, you know, I mean, it's just yeah, endorphins are just like going crazy, right? And oh, I agree. Anything, <laughs> you're like whether that's like solving a math problem or trying to hike the Grand Canyon or I don't know, going public or turning a company around. I mean, there's just so many different examples and you've been totally, totally a part of that as well. So 
the readers, what would you say is the one message? I mean, clearly courage is part of your book, but what else would you say are, are some of the like main messages like that people should, you know, really take away from unapologetically ambitious? No problem. So I would say one is definitely the power of being intentional. The power of actually deciding what it is that you want to do and then how to make it happen and then actually doing the steps to make it happen. But it's amazing to me how many people are actually not very intentional. You know, a lot of people set plans or I should say set goals, right? A lot of people set goals and some people put plans in place to achieve the goal. But where the magic lies is in making decisions every day that's actually consistent with your plan so that you're always setting yourself up for the opportunity to appear. So in the book, I talk about how to be intentional and how to think through what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve and then how to increase the odds of actually making it happen. So that's definitely one of the key messages, because frankly, that's been one of my keys to success is that whole process of being intentional, staying focused. Have you always had goals? Like, do you remember when you were little, like, were you always that girl that had these goals? (laughs) I was always competitive. My, you know, I grew up in a family where my parents were crazy. There were, they had four children in less than five years. So we were just like, boom, 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 boom. And as a result, we were, good news is we were close growing up, but we were also super competitive. And frankly, I think it's that competitive nature of wanting to win. You know, we played lots of games and all kinds of things actually led to this whole process that I use in terms of setting goals. It was like, okay. I want to win. So what needs to happen, right? How do I, what's the strategy? Because every game has a strategy. So what's the strategy? What steps do I need to take? How do I make this happen? And then I just took the same thing, frankly, into life. All right, how do I make this happen? But it was also, you know, Kara, I realized, again, African-American girls growing up in the 60s, which were fraught with lots of racial tension. We think there's racial tension now. It was even stronger back then during the fight for civil rights. And it was very clear to me that the odds weren't in my favor. So I used setting goals and planning and being intentional as a way to actually change the odds, to improve the odds, that I could actually get what I wanted out of life. Because it was very clear that if I didn't, and I just did what everybody else did, that I wasn't going to be able to achieve what I wanted to achieve. You faced and overcome not only being a female, tech executive, senior tech executive, but also an African-American female tech executive in Silicon Valley. Like what lessons do you think you've learned along the way? Because you've clearly just done so much more than, I mean, there's very few women, there's very few African women. Like what do you think are some of the things that you've done in order to, you know, accomplish Mm -hmm. that? So one is an overall philosophy that I've lived by, which is you can't control what people do or what people say, but you can Mm -hmm. control how you respond. Mm -hmm. And I say that because you're right, as a woman, and you know this, and then definitely as an African-American woman, there are things that happen all the time. You know, all these slights, little and big, all these microaggressions, the things that happen. and 
honestly, if I actually let myself absorb all those things, it could undermine my confidence. And Mm -hmm. it, in essence, become its own barrier. But I've always looked at it when things like that happened as, all right, that's their problem. It's not mine. Mm -hmm. Now, how am I going to respond to this, right? So that I was able to, to manage it and put it in a bucket and see it for what it was and not take it so personally. I think the other thing that was really helpful for me is I believe in cheerleaders. And I mean, real cheerleaders, rah, rah, go, go. I mean, I believe, I, I believe in surrounding myself with people who build me up, not tear me down. Because there's enough going on in this world to tear me down. So mm-hmm. I want people around me who will remind me that I'm a good person. Or remind me that I'm capable and I have skills and strengths and the whole bit when the world is telling me that maybe I don't. And that gives me confidence, power, courage, right? It helps support all of those things as I face different challenges. I think I've watched you, I mean, especially just watching and listening through Black Lives Matter and learning so much along the way and certainly have so much more to learn. But I feel like, you know, the thing that I admire most about you is that you never shut down. You actually wanted to have the conversation and you wanted to, you know, educate and also, you know, talk about like the good and the bad and really talk about what your goals are, right? And how do we move forward, which I think is productive, right? And it's something that, you know, that I know a lot of people, especially in C200, has learned, you know, just from you, which I think is awesome and on so many levels. But how do you think, you know, a woman today, an African-American woman female executive today, like what advice would you give her 25 years old and, and you're living in this world today and trying to work maybe in Silicon Valley, maybe not in Silicon Valley. Like, what do you think are the important things, you know, that you've learned along the way? Again, living through, I mean, different periods of time. I always feel like we get wisdom, whether or not those times, you know, worked in our favor or not. History doesn't lie, right? And I think that there's there's a lot to be learned, especially when you live it. So I'd be so curious to hear, you know, what you would say to somebody who your your own self when you were yeah. 25. And how do you weather the storm? How do you progress? Right. So a few things. One, and by the way, this really applies to everybody, but I would definitely, you know, put the focus in terms of women and people of color, which is number one, realize that you control your career. Not Mm -hmm. your boss, not your manager, not your mentor. You do. So be intentional. I mean, you wouldn't spend $1,000 for a plane ticket, get on a plane, buckle in, and then say, so where are we going? Right? You wouldn't do that. So you've just invested in yourself, college and learning and education and you know training, what have you. So don't just show up and say, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to take? I mean, just don't put that in somebody else's hands. You need to control that. That's number one. Number two is make sure people know what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, we are told, I think wrongly, to work hard, put your head down and good things will happen. And that is just not true. It's just not true. Everyone's busy. So if Mm -hmm. you don't take the effort and the time to make sure people actually know what you do, then it's hard for them to actually know what skills you're developing and therefore how to use you going forward. Third, I would say is, Make sure people know what you want. 
you know, I like to say the universe cannot help you if the universe doesn't know what you want. So you have to tell it because there may be opportunities, there may be new jobs, new promotions that if people just knew you were actually interested in, they might consider you for. But if they don't, you know, it's just the luck of the draw, the roll of the dice, whether you get tapped or somebody else gets tapped. I think that's absolutely critical. In fact, I was having a conversation with a member of our team that's working with me on a project inside of Hint. And I was saying the same thing to her that just yesterday I said, you should write a little, you know, just a couple of paragraphs really telling people where, you know, it's at. Because some of these people will be in your team meetings. Some people, what I find a lot of times people don't actually read giant reports, these weekly, you know, updates, especially executives, if there's links attached or attachments, forget it, right? It's just, you know, they're not going to read those, but instead just say, hey, I just wanted everybody to know what's going on with, you know, this project that I'm working on and send a couple of paragraphs. And, you know, so many people don't do those type of things, then you stand out, right? And Mm -hmm. I think people... You know, once in a while, you'll probably have an executive say, you know, I really don't want to see these. But I think for the most part, people really respond exactly how you said, like, you know, they like to hear what you're working on. And and they like to see the people that are, you know, really going above and beyond to communicate. And I think so much, so much of the time, we just don't, I don't know, I feel like through education, you know, it's like we learn how to follow rules, right? And, you know, and here's the assignment, you do it and give it back. And, you know, maybe you have some conversation about it, but in general, be quiet. And then they come into the workforce and then it's like, you have to almost retrain, you know, to say, speak up, summarize, you know, talk to us. And I think those are all really, really great points that that you talked about. And I feel like in so many ways, you talk about this in the book too, and some of your experiences along the way. So being a parent and you have how many two children, a daughter and a son, a daughter and a son. That's right. And so, you know, you were working mother along the way, like what lessons, if I were to call your son and your daughter up, what would they say about, you know, their mom and and working along the way? Like what kind of comments would they say about Shelly? Oh gosh. So I think they would tell you that I worked hard. I traveled a lot, especially at, at different times. But I believe they would tell you that I was there for their important moments and that I was always accessible. That same accessibility that I talked about giving to others, LinkedIn, whatever, answering, responding to emails. I actually gave that to my kids. You know, as cell phones were there and out, et cetera, I said, listen, you can call me anytime, anytime. If I'm in a meeting or I'm busy, then I may not answer. And if it's really important to you, call right back and I will answer. So just knowing that that was true, I think actually helped despite all that was going on. What else? I think they would tell you that I had high expectations, that I'm really organized (laughs) and that I enjoy entertaining, having people over, you know, that kind of thing. What else would they tell you? Be some of the things. And they tell you I'm a klutz, that I oh. <laughs> that I could hurt myself in the simplest ways. <laughs> That's hysterical. Well, I love it because I feel like my parents were both working parents. And I feel like, you know, the thing that I, of course, didn't tell my mom when I was a little girl. But once I got older, I told her that, 
I watched her juggle a lot of different things. I also, she was there when I needed her to be there. She wasn't at every gymnastics meet or, you know, every cross country meet that I was a part of, but she was definitely there when I needed her to be there. But then in addition to that, you know, you look back and all the things that you learned, right? Like, I feel like it's such a benefit to have. I'm sure your kids, you know, actually kind of understood Silicon Valley, maybe in some way, just by watching you in there and sort of had, you know, opinions, right and wrong as to, you know, what was going on. And I mean, my kids growing up in a startup and actually my husband's our chief operating officer and watching two parents work together, right? Another story I talk about in the book, I remember my son when he was 12, saw something on television talking, I think they were interviewing Sheryl Sandberg about Lean In. And they were talking to her about, you know, the importance of Lean In and there aren't very many female executives. And he looked at me and he said, Mom, I just realized that like you're one of the few. And I was like, where are we going with this conversation right now? And he's (laughs) like, this is like, why is that? And, you know, frankly, I didn't have a great answer, right? You know, we had that conversation and and we tell that story all the time about, you know, our relationship that he's like, I just don't really understand this. And, you know, today he plays on tennis teams with girls, right? And he doesn't understand why the schools haven't adapted, you know, co-ed tennis teams, you know, in general, because he, he enjoys playing with the girls. He thinks that they're great athletes and why shouldn't it be that way? And I'm like, I don't have a great answer, but you should say that. Right. And he has. Right. And so I think also getting teaching your kids as they're in your home is, is sort of the best opportunity. And I'm sure you're teaching, you know, your kids to actually be better leaders, better spouses, better you know, all of those things too, which I think is is really, really great. So what makes you unstoppable? I always ask this question and of all of our guests, let me, I, we've heard a few things, but tell me a little bit about what you think about when you hear that word. Sure. So when I think of unstoppable, I think about being able to to break through whatever challenges are happening or in front of you. And I think bottom line I'm I'm driven. I'm ambitious. It's in the title. It's there. I I own it. I admit it. And I absolutely am. So because I'm ambitious, I'm going to figure out how to get something done, how to overcome a hurdle, how to fix a problem, whatever it happens to be. I'm going to try to figure out how to do that. You know, I, I have courage and I have discipline. And lastly, I'm resilient. So I, I'll keep at it. So, so yeah, uh, so it takes, takes a lot to totally stop me. <laughs> it's so great to, yeah, read, read the book and sort of hear you talk about this a little bit more. I have so many more questions, but I, everybody needs to get this book. How do people find you, Shelly? And what's the best way to actually pre-order the book as well. Sure. So you can find me at Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-Y-E, little different, Shelly.com. And even on that site, you can actually click to go find the book, or you can go to unapologetically Shelly.com. And all the book information will be there for pre-order. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, but also try to support your local bookstores. So you can pre-order it there as well. 
I love it. I love it. And on social, you're, you said, what's your sort of social channel that you're... Absolutely. I'm active on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter, and I'm S-H-E-L, and then Arshambo. Love it. Is my, are my handles. So please follow me, connect. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thanks everybody. And thanks for listening. And if you guys liked today's episode, please go in and give us a great review and, and also subscribe and all that kind of stuff. And we're really, really excited for everybody to get their hands on this book. And I mean, thank you so much, Shelly. I really, really appreciate you just coming on and unapologetically ambitious. I did it. I was able to get it out and <laughs> words all out on that one. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Kara. This was fabulous. Lots of fun. If you like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. Unstoppable. unstoppable.